I'm calling all available units. We've got a robbery in progress at the corner of Vine and Fountain. All available units, robbery in progress. Copy that. Vine and Fountain, robbery in progress. Uh, uh, we're squad 491. We, uh, we are en route. Uh, Vine and Fountain, over. Um, it, we're, huh? we're so close to a Dratini nest right now. Could... Wait, 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 wait. How, 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 how close are we? Like, pull, pull the fucking car over right now. Hold on, let me put on the, let me put on the siren. Let me put on the siren so I can yeah, get yeah, this yeah. guy. Get, uh, uh, let me get this guy out of the way. Hey, hey, we need to park here. You need to move your car. You need to move your car right fucking now. We need now. to move your car. Uh, I'm sorry, move your I'm sorry. fucking car. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, all right. Jesus, move put your, your guns car. down. Get put in your the guns car. down. Get in the car and move your okay. car. Okay, I'm moving. All right, great. What is this? Okay. Uh, you got any master balls? I got, a, I got a master ball. No, but there's got to be, I mean, there's got to be a, a, a Pokestop nearby, right? We could oh, okay. Oh, there's one, there's one, there's one, three, there's three blocks from here. I zoomed out. There's three, three blocks? blocks from here. Okay. Yeah, I'm putting, uh, them, I'm putting them on the side. What was that? This is yeah, dispatch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, uh, are you having some mechanical issue? Why, why are you, why are you stopped? I've been, um. He's <laughs> been shot. My, my heart has been shot. Ow! Copy that unit 491 dispatching ambulance to your car. No, 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 no. We're, no gonna we're gonna take him right now. We're gonna take him. We're just gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're on route. Like, we're I've been route. shot, but not like shot. You know what and I mean? Also, it's like fine. It's kind of weird that you're spying on us, just as a heads up. Like, maybe don't, maybe don't spy on, on, on us. Yeah, like, don't be so, like, obsessed with me. Uh, unit 491, robbery at corner of Fountain and Vine has escalated. Uh-huh. Two down. Okay, hold. Can you can you can you hold for a sec? Can you hold for a second? Okay, I got I got a master ball from this spent. What you get? Okay, I, yeah, I got I got a couple of uh, freaking berries, uh, but oh. I, I also got a master ball too. Oh, um, nice, nice. Let's go back. Let's go back. I hope they don't. They better not call us again, cause we can't heighten from me getting shot. Yeah, you. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. We got okay. it. Okay. We got it. <laughs> Unit four nine one. Uh, what is your status? Oh, uh, I, 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 he shot me. We both, we both shot him. So I, I yeah. think we lost a lot of blood. Uh, my partner shot me in the car. We're driving to, we're driving to the hospital. There's one, there's one kind of nearby, I think. Uh, unit 491, copy that. You have had an officer involved shooting on another officer. You are en route to, it looks like, St. John's Medical Center. Yeah, again, stop stop watching where we're going on the map. You gotta, you gotta stop. Uh, great, and, uh, well, I got you. You know, at St. John's, you can catch a Blastoise. Copy that. Yeah, copy that. We'll be, uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting there we'll real right there. We're Yeah, go. I'm going there, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you there. <laughs> Gaming news of now and games we played over our winter breaks in our first record of 2022 this week on Get Played. Welcome to Get Played, the show where we discuss everything we're playing, played, and will play someday. It's your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to... 
get played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my co-host, Nick Weiger. Hi, I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Matt Apodaca. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. You know, I ran a um, a Twitter poll on whether or not I should bring back Bucket, and it was mm-hmm. almost 50-50, so I am not mm. bringing back Bucket except on special occasion. Oh, wow. Today is not one of those days. Okay. Today we are <laughs> on the hunt for a catchphrase. <laughs> I see. I see. And I, so I, I do want to circle back to something real quick, though. Heather, you said Nick is your co-host. And Nick, you said I'm your co-host. I didn't know that that's how it worked. Do- that's how it works. And and now you've got to dis- designate who's your co-host. Okay. I guess Heather's my co-host, thus completing the Triforce? No, absolutely okay. not. Hmm, you are okay. not my co-host. <laughs> Nick is. <laughs> okay. Huh. <laughs> Nick, are you my co-host? I mean, I thought I, I thought Heather said I was her co-host. Oh, so. Shoot. <sighs> I think Okay, I guess I'll call Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that after the intro there should be a mad rush like not it to announce who's <laughs> who's co-host. <laughs> Just like suddenly screaming. <laughs> That's that's Look, in just, line with us very fast. We're always yeah. doing things really fast. <laughs> just anticipating the future, yeah. You might not want a Weiger affiliation at some point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so okay. Uh then I guess, yeah, hitching my my post to somebody else uh yeah. seems like the way to go. Nick, what have you done? Like you <laughs> you hinted this all the time. I think like, we're going to find out it's not what he did, it's what he didn't do. And then that's just like he's done so many things. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just... do my homework. Oh no. <laughs> no. And, there, and that's is, no. bad. Mm-mm, no. That's really bad. You can get no. in really serious trouble get for that. Get busted. Yeah, no. that's I wouldn't even joke around with something me. like that. It's the other stuff that you can joke around with, but homework, right. you better go to you I'll no, see detention. Guys, I, I, my goal is that we make it through this pandemic and we someday do a live show together. But if you keep telling mm-hmm. jokes like that, there's no fucking way that's going to happen because I'm going to leave this show. Nick, please, please behave with me. Okay, I'll be good. <laughs> no, stop. I'll be a good little boy. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we do our first show at Disneyland? I mean, yeah, sure. That sounds great. I performed at Disneyland as a kid because I grew up in Southern California, like Matt, mm-hmm. and the my I was in bands and orchestras at school, and a very common thing to do would be to take the you know school ensemble and go perform at Disneyland in like the fucking Carnation Plaza or whatever. And for if you were twelve, this was like the most exciting thing in the world because you get to like go work at Disneyland, mm-hmm. but then also you get to see the the, the Disneyland backstage area, and I have a very specific memory of. Uh, you think you know, that's what like kids want to see? They don't want to see Mickey in in the normal context. They want to see how the sausage is made. Again, you're you're you're. I think I think age wise, I'm, oh, I'm sure. a middle school little shit at this point. Yeah. So like I'm into that. That's so right. like I. I I have a very specific memory of getting out of a transpo van uh, in the Disneyland backstage and uh, seeing Merlin uh, Bag smoking removed a cigarette. from your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Guantanamo. <laughs> God, Man, Merlin I once, smoking. I once, cool. uh, I once got to do um, 
so uh, after we recorded an, uh, a few episodes of Drew Carey's Improvaganza, mm-hmm. Drew Carey brought his uh, crew and some cast members and some friends to uh, Disneyland. But he had like a some kind of special treatment because he's Drew Carey. Yes. And so I got to go to Disneyland. I think it was my first time ever at Disneyland. And there's no lines for him there. Like you just immediately go to the front of any line. You ride the rides as often as you want. We did the um, what is the the elevator drop one that's now Guardians of the Galaxy? uh, Yeah. Twilight Zone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And there is a so we were taken behind the building to a separate entrance where there was just a totally separate elevator for guests and VIPs. And so you could just go through the drop over and over and over again. It was, I mean, like I've gone back to Disneyland since I think I famously told you guys that I I got a, my first season pass in February, 2020. Yes. Because they opened Star Wars Land, and I was like, oh, man, I'm going to spend the whole year here. Oh, and I, no, I didn't. Uh, But become um, the mayor of but two. Yeah. (laughs) It's not but two. But two. No. Bateau. Bateau. Hmm. We'll see. Maybe. You're more qualified to be a dignitary than I am. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, it ruined, it kind of. I mean, getting to experience Disneyland that way kind of ruins Disneyland. Yeah, sure. Because you're like, oh, man, this is, you know, we went to Club 33. Like, the yeah. secret, we went to the secret restaurants and stuff. Like, it was fucking crazy. That's really, that, yeah, I would probably never be able to go back as like a lifelong, that, like, fan of going. I don't, I don't talk about that kind of stuff much on the show, but that dude is the nicest human being I have mm-hmm. ever worked with, including you guys. Uh, in my whole right. life. He's probably nicer than us. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, so much nicer. nicer. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. Uh, it's, it sounds like your Disneyland experience, it's like when you hit the you you ha- you hit a high price in the stock market in Animal Crossing, and then now you just have so many bells that like the game stops being fun. It's just like, well, there's no challenge anymore. I can yes. just get w- literally whatever I want. This is <laughs> I, I didn't realize that that, that the that the anticipation uh, was part of the experience that 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 I that I can't have something that I that I want in the future. I like that you go to Disneyland thinking this is a challenge that I will win. <laughs> <laughs> it can be if you think about like your time as, um, you know, Value like not valuable, but like if you want to plan your day a certain way and accomplish a yes. certain number of tasks, I uh, getting on rides, you know, you can sort of really map out the right way to do it. Uh, I, there's a wrong way to do I it. I love doing that shit. Yeah. yeah, I liked. I downloaded the reason I got the season pass. The thing that sold me was the interactive video game that you can play in Star Wars Land with your phone, which turns it into like a data hacker. So you like, mm. are, so you've got like a, a Star Warsian layout on your phone and you can point it at secret things in the background of the buildings and you can activate animatronics that are normally turned off by hacking the background. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is, I mean, this is, I'm in the, I'm in the thing. Like I'm, yeah. this is, I'm doing this. I'm, I, the, I'm the man behind the curtain. Yeah. I'm, I'm pointing and that robot is then pointing back at me and, and nobody else can tell that I'm doing it. It was so great. And there was also yeah, like a, cool. a score system 
sort of like Pokemon Go, where there, I think there were two different factions and you were trying to hack more things than the other factions and you didn't know who was playing the game. I, this that's 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 my Disneyland right there, man. Man, that video game element. I got guys. Should I, we what? What should we do the normal show, show and not do <laughs> podcast the ride? <laughs> <laughs> Because I know you guys have also left social media. You aren't you aren't reading the comments anymore. Yeah, and that's right. Per my resolution, I am deep in comments. I'm okay. replying on Reddit, and and let me tell you, you maybe you guys made the right choice, but <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm in it. Why? Well, I, I I was just too I'm too logged on. It's it's not even so much with reading stuff about the show it's just i'm just far too logged on too logged on yeah i had that, yeah. I had that same that same point i reached that i was just like i need to do some sort of digital detox and then after i did it i didn't want to retox i was like you know what i'm feeling great yeah mm. i'm sure my life's improved i'm spending more time doing the things i want to do i now making a mental link between this like leave like leaving sort of like not checking twitter every 10 seconds of every single day to me recently thinking god cigarettes are so cool i would love to smoke a cigarette <laughs> and i don't Man, smoke cigarettes are cool wait so what wait like, you so you gave up social media and now you want to smoke cigarettes i think so like i i'm not going to <laughs> but like i i, I like, when i've seen people doing it recently yeah. i am like god that looks awesome that looks so great I wish I, I was having a conversation that. earlier today about cigarettes because I, I used to smoke way back in the uh -huh. day. I think back wow. before I even knew Heather Campbell. Yeah. And uh, and so like my early 20s and man, it was fucking awesome. And what? you just you look no, cool. you can't say that. No, you can't. That is not. You can't say that. That's not. You can't. I we're thought about like we're going to lose really cool. advertisers. You can't just say smoking is good. Do you think do you think because I, I had this thought like about a year ago, I was like. Would a podcast reviewing cigarettes find an audience? Like if <laughs> of course you, it would. <laughs> every week you had a different brand of cigarette. You Because I, I watch people on YouTube like smoking. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's kind of fun. You, but just, yeah. You like What? You just watch people on YouTube smoking? Yeah. Nick, this is a door. And it is, it, we, I'm seeing some darkness inside. <laughs> and Nick, I think what you've described is a future double. There you go. Let's, let's not let's not cross the, the the streams in terms of formats here in terms of podcast premises. Uh, no, that one's so, for you. Do with what you that want. That one's for me. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know, you mentioned uh, uh, earlier on you were talking uh, about Pokemon Go, and there was a Pokemon Go story in the news we were talking about earlier. Which, uh, Matt, you have this one? I do. Yeah. Uh, it's time for. Uh, gaming news. Extra, extra. We didn't discuss this. It's time for gaming. <laughs> read all about it. What the fuck is, this is a segment happening? now? What's going on? <laughs> what? Eisenhower losing. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Wait, were you what? trying to do a? You're trying to do a Dewey defeats Truman, but what you landed on was Eisenhower losing. <laughs> okay. Close enough. Is, Did I, I forgot everyone's names. <laughs> but I remembered Eisenhower, a harder name to say. Uh, yeah, I, I guess th uh, this week, earlier this week, um, the LAPD uh, had fired a couple of officers for ignoring a robbery to catch a Snorlax in Pokemon Go. So there was a robbery in progress, and uh, these officers did not get to the scene in time. 
uh, because they were playing Pokemon Go. Because I guess there was a was there a Snorlax event or something uh, recently that uh, this was a big deal to them. Uh, Wait. So so this is a recent firing. So these are guys yes. who have been playing Pokemon Go coming up on five years. Yes. Or and I don't were, know how long they've been playing it. But, mm. you know, they were playing it enough recently where um, it made them uh, worse at their jobs than they already are. Were they art? They were like fired. That was yeah, they were like discipline. Go. So this is like what it takes. That's what you have to do. I, that, that makes me think because the transgressions that police officers are able to get away with and stay gainfully employed yeah. uh, for decades makes me think that more than anything, these guys were were fired for being dorks. Yeah. Like this is like, like the two other, cop like, versions the, of us. Yeah, exactly. Like, like <laughs> the sort of frat house culture at, at the police department was like, we can't have these fucking poindexters making us look uncool. Yeah, they were fired and apparently um, they tried to uh, claim that the the city acted improperly by using in-car uh, recordings of them during the mm. disciplinary process, and the court denied their petition. Wow. Yes. So you can, so it is possible for the police to be held accountable for, and uh, this is maybe the first time we've seen it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it can be done. wild. I when my mom was on, she she mentioned that she bought me like a crystal Snorlax because I couldn't catch one. So on one hand, I do understand the idea of being like you're doing your job. It's it's a grind. And then a Snorlax pops up on your phone and you're like, this could change my day for the better. (laughs) (laughs) So so on one hand, I'm like, you know, of the crimes committed by police, real low stakes. Yeah, they didn't yeah. respond to a robbery in time. But also, that might have been because of traffic. That might have been because of a, like, I'm not saying that cops shouldn't respond to to, to calls. But, but like, on the other hand, it's kind of a wholesome crime. It's yeah, and what was... It's sweet. And and also, <laughs> like, I just need to know the specifics of the robbery. Like, if they were stealing, like, you know a poor person's bicycle, then I'm like, well, that sucks. But if they were stealing like a fucking, you know, Blu-ray player from Best Buy, well, like who gives a shit? They're fucking insured. It's this huge corporation. That's a victimless crime. I have a little bit more information, actually. So apparently Mm -hmm. this happened in 2017. So this is like right around. Oh, wow. Okay. The the height of. So so this is like a five year disciplinary process. That's been. Well, I guess this appeal was this past week. Like they've, they've been filing this appeal for so long. And uh, ultimately, this is what these are the charges that they were fired for. Failing to respond to the robbery call, making misleading statements to their sergeant, failing to respond over radio when their unit was called. So they just went completely silent. <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to they probably snoring. got out of the car. Yeah. To, yeah, they were like, they're like, yeah, ran into a field with a bunch of ninth graders. Failing to handle an assigned radio call. What's also, what, wait, oh, there's more? There's two more. And one of them okay. is very specific. Okay. Playing Pokemon Go while on patrol. <laughs> 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 like, they're like, you just can't do that no matter what. Uh, and then making false statements to Detective McClanahan during the investigation. So they just also lied out their ass for this because, yeah, no shit. They were doing something they shouldn't have done yeah. anyway. 
There were they specified all these... Detective McClanahan? Yes. Wow. There were all these really nice, wholesome stories when 2017 was happening, when it was like height of Pokemon Go. Although, no, 2017 is... Po- that's two years in, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, wasn't was that, it, was that was far into it? Was 2015... No, I don't know. Maybe it was the first year. I don't remember. I've, I, I feel like... I just remember being lost to it and like driving to places I never would go on purpose. I'm yeah. binging, I'm binging for some context. So so here's one of the things that I remember is that there were these stories about people of all walks of life joining up in playgrounds and like playing Pokemon together. And there was like, a, I think a famous story uh, or a famous anecdote of like somebody in Central Park playing and cops come up and they're like, what are you doing? And they're like, there's a there's a Snorlax near here or there's a Mm-hmm. an Eevee or whatever and the cops took out their phones and they played Pokemon Go together and it was like spread through Reddit as this yeah. like uplifting anecdote and now I think those cops were looking for somebody and in the in the park yeah <laughs> they just were like what they were doing. yeah they stopped what they were doing because there was like a like a Mewtwo or whatever nearby yeah. uh, God, I binged so Pokemon Go to see the release date and it was uh, July 6 2016 Wow. Um, and it, but but as of May 2018, still had 147 mil, uh, million active users uh, each month. So it was still uh, still still pretty popular for a couple of years there. And today I was super addicted to Pokemon Go right before the pandemic dropped. Mm-hmm. And I'd even gotten the like Bluetooth Pokeball that allowed you to like click on the like when you were walking, you could just hold the ball and like spin Pokestops without having to take out your phone. Like I was super into it. And then when lockdown happened, it really helped me get the distance that I needed to see that I was crazy. I mean, not that that playing a video game makes anybody crazy, but I I had, I had gone too deep in Pokemon Go for a while and being stuck in my house, which was not near a Pokestop, can you imagine if, like, you were near a Pokestop and you what were just like... What if your house like, was a gym? Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, just besieged by people during the height of the pandemic when you don't know how it's transmissible. Would have been rough. <laughs> hey, speaking of our specific dystopia, uh, we were talking also about the this this the story that I saw in Newsweek. A farmer using VR headsets to trick cows into thinking they're outside, part of growing trend. And so this is happening in Turkey, uh, but a, a a a basically um, he's got the, this farmer, this Turkish farmer uh, has VR headsets on cattle, on dairy cows, and uh, to have them simulate that they're in green pastures while they are being milked. And so uh, we get an average of this is this is a quote from the article uh, from the Newsweek article. We get an average of 22 liters of milk per day from the cows in our farm. Uh, the milk average of the two cows that wore VR glasses was up to 27 liters. So I've seen the the thing that I'm most concerned about here is the rigging on these VR helmets because yeah. they have two separate VR helmets, one for each side of the cow's head. Mm-hmm. Right. Which means that the cow's vision of the field isn't aligned and... Part of the field is probably lower than the other part of the field on the other side of their head. And their vision is combining those two images into this like mishmash of what a field is. So I think they're giving out more milk because they're terrified. 
Yes. Could be, yeah. Could be increased stress yeah. is increased milk production. A, but a if that works, they're going to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. If it's whatever's getting them more milk. Uh, I was going to say, a cow can't necessarily tell you, oh, hey, this is a little blurry. Could you, like, adjust it, like, for me? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so like, it, this, this is just a nightmare, but I could see this being used as an example for, like, an example um, for people that want to start working or having their offices convert to, like, metaverse, like, technology. Right. Like, especially people working at home, they're like, hey, just get this thing on. You're going to feel more productive because right. you're a fucking cartoon or, or something. Um, I, and I, that's, a, that ni- that's a nightmare to me. Yeah, if, it fucking sucks. If you have a cow in a pen and you've got him hooked up to VR helmets and he is producing stuff that you are benefiting from, how is that different from the Matrix? Yeah. It's not. It's the same. It's they a did cow the matrix, matrix on the cow. Yeah. They jacked hmm. in the cow. The cow is the one. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the videos where the monkeys are in VR and they're reaching for the items in their field of vision but can't get them? No. Yeah, that's monkeys. harrowing too. Yeah. Stupid. What? <laughs> Fucking dipshit. They don't even know that it's fake. Oh, uh, <laughs> At least the cows make more milk. <laughs> Dumbass monkeys. <laughs> Uh, hey, how about we get into some video games we're playing now? It's what are you playing? What are you playing? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm playing. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <laughs> I finally booted this up for the PS5. I really enjoy it. I think it's 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 just a it's just pure fun. I, I saw someone articulate it like that. Just a, just a pure fun platformer. Um, you know, pretty dazzling visually, even at the 30 FPS 4K that I'm that I'm playing it at right now. But the game I want to talk about is another game I'm playing uh, on mobile browser. That's Wordle. Are you guys playing Wordle? No. You got to get on Wordle. Apparently, Wordle is just lingo, and I'm not familiar with lingo, but the lingo people are unhappy with with Wordle. Uh, But Wordle was developed by a guy. Lingo be Wordle coming soon. (laughs) It's it's a battle we've been waiting for. (laughs) Wordle was developed by a guy named Josh Wordle. So uh, W-A-R-D-L-E. So it's a little pun on his own name. And he basically just made it for his partner and uh, as such put it on his website. And this is uh, this is from TechCrunch, uh, this article, uh, quote, over the space of weeks, the game grew from fewer than 1000 to 2 million players, myself included. I'm in a, an, an NBA group chat. Uh, shout out the basket chat, a high intensity basketball chat. And we're all playing Wordle every day. And basically it's a five letter word. And you just get it with no, you know, like like all spaces. You just have to guess a five letter word that's an actual word. You can't do like A, B, C, D, E. And uh, then you will get some cues as to whether a letter is in the word or whether a letter is in the word and in the right place. So you either get a yellow or a green or, you know, just a blank if it's not in the word. Uh, so, for instance, um, if you if you put in like laser as your first word and there's an L in the word, but it's not in the right place. And there's an E in the word, and it happens to be the second to last word. The L would be yellow, and the E would be green. So now you go, go going forward, okay, what word has an L in it? 
and uh, E is a second to last letter, uh, but the L is not the first letter. And you might work your way backwards and eventually four guesses in end up at gavel. Uh, although it wouldn't be gavel because we already know that the A is not in because the A wasn't highlighted in the laser example. It would have been green. Anyway, it's a it's 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 a really it's just one of those things where, again, maybe it's ripped off from lingo, but it's like, how does someone come up with a new novel word game in the year of our Lord 2022? Like, how is it possible that you can come up with something so simple where you get a five letter word to guess with six guesses and you get uh, clues as to whether a, word, a, a letter is present in the word or not? And that is something that that hasn't really been done. Um, it, it's super yeah. fun. It's super accessible. And I think it's a really cool design. That is really interesting to think about because I remember we probably I think we had this discussion on the show a while back. Uh, like about like Sudoku and how like that really took over. Yeah. Uh, like sort of a different thing. But then we figured out, I think we found out that Sudoku had been around for like a hundred years or something. Or something. Right. Like, right. It, it, it'd been around for like a long time, <laughs> but like something as new as this, uh, while you were saying that I had not checked it out. And, um, I started doing one like while you were t- telling me how it yeah. worked. Uh, I hope I hope people listening start doing them uh while while they're listening to this because it's it's fucking addictive. Even if you're driving, yeah. you're on the road. Take your phone out. <laughs> Especially if you're playing the wheel. wheel. Yeah. <laughs> uh no, that's that's really interesting. Um I have I, two green squares. Uh but <laughs> I, I can think alpha. I can think of something I can't I can't think of something that is described in a way that is more specifically not catered to me than everything you just said about this. <laughs> it's a word I, puzzle game. Yeah, no, both of those things I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I Man, I, ugh. I, um, I was going to say, Nick, when you were mentioning uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Mm-hmm. What if I told you I'm playing that too? Wow! We have not discussed this. We haven't. Uh, I'm also playing it. I'm not very far into it. I like. I literally started it uh, like just yesterday. Mm-hmm. And boy, is it fun! It's, it's so fun. It's really, really fun. I was. Um, Heather, did you finish this game? I feel like you did. No, I I quit, uh, quit. playing okay. it. Um. I can't remember why. I think we had a major, um, we had in the show, like some major title that took over, I think, right around when it came out. And so I had to let it go. And then I just couldn't get back into it. Yeah. Barney teaches math for the fucking Amiga we had to play. (laughs) (laughs) It's a 60-hour game. (laughs) But it was was beautiful. It looks nice. Yeah, it's gorgeous. It's easy to play. It's fun. It's... Uh, like it's fun to explore. Great dual sense game. Yeah. yeah. The way it uses the triggers of the weapons. Great work mm-hmm. on the dual sense. It's also, uh, I like, I mean, it's the same fun as like any Ratchet and Clank game, right? Like I, I remember I was super into the, uh, the first three games, the like original mm-hmm. trilogy. And then I fell off during the PS3 era. I don't think I Me played too. any of the PS3 releases or any other games beyond those first three. Um, and then I played a little bit of the PS4 Ratchet and Clank, which is like basically a reboot remake. Uh, was that? Oh yeah, because they, they they had the Ratchet and Clank remake, and then they had Ratchet and Clank Future. I can't remember if that was PS3 or PS4. Oh, I, I don't. Up now. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I did not play that either. Um, 
But then jumping into this, I was like, oh, this is like, this is so fun. Like, I just love it. I love um, getting the different weapons, learning like when's like, when is it best to use them and like upgrading them and stuff. Upgrades are so fun because like you can just really upgrade like some guns to be ridiculous. Like, and that's mm-hmm. part of the fun, part of the humor of those games too, just like watching these like guns go crazy. And then the characters are just so fun. I, I'm like, I'm barely just getting into like rivet stuff. Like that's how far in I am. I'm not very far. And it's, it's an absolute blast. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And I can't wait to uh, keep playing it. And I know that it was not on my list of things that I'm trying to play <laughs> at, at, at this moment or even this year. Um, but I, it's because I finished or wait, whoops, I'm not talking about that yet, am I? Because uh, I'm playing that, and I'm also playing... Uh, I'm almost done with Pokemon um, Shining Pearl. I'm getting close to the end game here, and God, it's so it's so good. It's just... The it, way you're able to multitask, I just have to say, is just, it's, it's staggering to me. I thought about starting Metroid Dread on my Switch while I was playing Ratchet & Clank, just kind of uh-huh. have two things going. I was like, I, my brain can't handle it. I'm going to get confused. I think with Pokemon, it's easy only because I've already played that game before. Like I played the mm-hmm. original. Um, and so I already know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. And like I, when I stop that game, I usually, this is what I do. This is how, I don't know how you, are you guys with, with, with stuff like this with, uh, particularly with the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost never close a game unless I'm done with it. On, on the Switch. I rarely have more than one going game going at a time on right. Switch. So if I'm playing something, I'll save my progress or whatever, but I won't ever like completely exit the game. I'll just like sleep my Switch. Uh, that way, when I am ready to play Switch again, I'm just exactly where I was and right. can just keep going. And it's, it's not a big deal. To me. I don't lose like, oh, what was I supposed to be doing? Like I'm usually at like, whatever the next thing I'm supposed to be doing is. Because I'll stop, especially in a game like Pokemon, I'll stop when I know that whatever is about to happen is going to like take me a little bit of time. I'm like, I'm not trying to go through an entire mountain right now. You know what I mean? Like there's going to be like, like 30 guys in here that I'm going to have to take down. And then wild Pokemon also, like I'm just going to take my time through this mountain. Yeah, when you can get ahead of pacing a little bit. I've, yeah. I've definitely had those times in, in, in games where I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I just wanted to do one more thing, and now I'm locked into, I've got, like, fucking, there's, there, I, I'm going to play for 40 more minutes to get to a proper stopping point. Uh, the future, the Ratchet & Clank Future series was the was the PS3 era Ratchet mm. & Clank. F- future Tools of Destruction, Future Quest for Booty, and Future A Crack in Time. Um, Heather, uh, what are you playing? Well, guys, I'm still playing Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, which is a mobile game that I'm playing on my iPad with my controller. And I am, this game has its claws so deep in me that I am now (laughs) on the Reddit. I'm on the subreddit, like following play styles and hints and tips and tricks. I've leveled up. Oh, man. I, I don't know what my ranking is, but I, I realized that the way to play was to drop out of solo, just like un, unranked play and work your way up the ranked ladder. And I'm many, many badges up this ladder. 
I don't, I have no fucking idea what my ranking is. Um, I looked into the history of the game, which was that uh, Tetsu Nomura, who is famous for creating the Kingdom Hearts series and designing all the characters for all the Final Fantasy games. I mean, not all of them, but the like seven and 10 and what? 15. Yeah, the more, more, more contemporary ones. Yeah. Because so it, it, was, it was Yoshitaka Amano back in the day, right? Yes. So he uh, he was like, hey, I think we should make a Battle Royale game um, because we need to broaden the appeal of Final Fantasy VII. And it's currently only an RPG series or an RPG action series. Uh, so the project's producer was uh, Shoichi Ichikawa. And it was announced in February of uh, 2021 and then released in November 2021. And it's, I, guy, I, everybody who, who listens to the podcast and tries the game and reaches out on Twitter is like, holy shit, this game wow. is so yeah. fucking good. And I, I'm like, I don't know because I haven't played other Battle Royale games. So I don't know if this is going to be my experience in all Battle Royale mm-hmm. games. Like, I don't, I don't like Fallout guys. Or fall down, guys. What the fuck is that game Fallout called? Fallout guys. Fallout guys. I think it's just here. It's, it's fall just, guys. We're just it's fall, just fall guys. guys. Fall yeah. fall guys. We're thinking of like, Fallout boy. Yeah. Fallout boy. Just fall fall guys. We covered on the podcast online. Uh, so I didn't really enjoy that, uh, but that was because it felt randomized. Like it didn't mm. feel like it was a skill based progression system in a battle royale, but. I, I also want to say, I think there is no other video game genre that best prepares us for the future than all <laughs> all out war in everyone you can see. <laughs> like, it's so good. I've, I've gotten used to all the different weapons. I, I've discovered this thing where like the, on the map, there were these like locked chambers with tons of treasure chests. And I was like, oh, that's funny that. There would be like a locked chamber in a battle royale, but it mm-hmm. turns out that if you find a statue and shoot the statue, you get a key and then you have to get all the way across the map to open up this thing, to open up the treasure chest. And that's in each individual round. I've also won a lot. Like, yeah. there is nothing more satisfying than winning a one versus 75 game. Like, it's just... Right. Holy shit. It is so good. It is drugs. It is cigarettes. It is social media. It is, Mm. it crushes me. And if I wasn't working, I don't think there would be something that would prevent me from waking up, having breakfast, watching anime, and then playing the game until darkness every single day of my life. Wow. I love it. That, I mean... I'll let me say this about it. I I have not started it. That's not true. I downloaded it. I started it. I started to make my guy. And from there, I was like, "This is a lot." And then I turned, tur- <laughs> like I turned it off. <laughs> like, I, I I closed the app, and I was like, "I want to get into this. I want to give this the like the appropriate amount of like my attention." Yeah. I, games on my phone like that are hard, though, it's only tough, because yeah. it's my phone. You know, it, well, it, it, like, it, I have a hard is, time separating it. Is is it? And and I, you probably said this already in your description. I apologize for making you beat yourself. But is 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 it mobile only, or is it on it is, PC? It's currently mobile only. People okay. are playing it on PCs via emulator, like that, like Got it. emulates your mobile uh, environment. But in a recent survey, which I took because I wanted free 
Shinra tickets so I could play the <laughs> slot machine so I could get an outfit. Right. Uh, in the in the survey, they said, would you be interested in console or PC, PC releases? And I, I mean, like, I don't understand. Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you release it? It is it is so good and so addictive. It's the most fun I've had playing a video game in a very long time, wow. I feel like. Um, I got to try this it, fucking thing. It's so good. It is it is stressful. It's because like you every in, every person you meet, you don't know if they are going to be astonishingly good or brand new to the game. Yeah. You know, like you don't know if you're like walking up like it, it, again in our future war where we are going to be in great combat with one another yeah. over the remaining resources and water available to us in this country. You're not going to know if the person you're you're murdering in their home if that person has ever been to a gun range before. So, yeah. you know, it's going to be real scary when you open the door. And that's what it you you hear the footsteps coming towards you in First Soldier and you're like, "Man, this is either going to end this round or it's going to make my heart race and then I'll kill this person and continue." <laughs> <laughs> Also, you do get a sense of, like, who's really good by their outfits, mm-hmm. which is charming because, like, if I come around a corner and there's a dude who looks like a DJ and he's glowing and he's got, like, a big helmet on and, like, fancy pants, I run in the other direction because I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going to beat this guy. I don't even <laughs> – I've never seen that outfit before. But if you, like, come up on somebody who's just, like, wearing the default outfit, you're like, oh, yeah, I got this yeah. guy. One right between the eyes right there. Bam! <laughs> uh, there was a there's this uh, NBA player. He was on the uh, he's been on the 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 Clippers and the Lakers, and he's currently on the Washington Wizards. Montrez Harrell. But when you're talking about wardrobe, uh, as of this recording, it, uh, uh, yesterday he showed up to a game wearing an outfit that is so it was just so futuristic. I'll link it to you guys right now. Okay. But he's wearing a mask, a digital mask that's covering his entire face uh, that has a scrolling text that says, I'm back. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just like he's just such a if you if you look at the chat, there's a link to it. But like this is just a future man. This is I, just like this rocks. Nick, yeah, it, ha- it's awesome. I have this mask, but it's a uh, <laughs> I'm serious. I have this mask, but it's a cloth mask. With wow. uh, it's like a you put it so you wear an N95 and then you put the cloth mask over it and it has LEDs inside and you can put a scrolling message in your cloth mask. So I had mine saying six feet back, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I love this. Yeah. I mean, I want to dress like this. This is it, great. That, it's it's the it's there. There's good and bad with, you know, our our society. But that's the good that you can. Can dress like a future person, uh, and you know what else is good? There's plenty of games to play these days, and this is our first record of 2022, so we had some time off from the pod to just relax and enjoy our favorite hobby. How about we discuss what I played on our winter vacations? What I played what we- on our winter vacation. <laughs> it should have been what we played on our winter vacations. What we played <laughs> on our winter vacation. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I think well let's let's just all like kind of take turns here because I, I I I don't want to like us to turn into uh, I don't want this to be more monologuing about 
uh, everything we played because it's a it's 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 for me and for me it's more than than one game. So we'll, 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 I think we'll just touch on a few. But uh, Matt, why don't we start with you? What do you got? Okay, um, I I I played a couple games. I mean, Pokemon was in there, of course. Um, still, um, I completed two games during wow. my winter vacation. There are games that I had going, you know, in progress into the you know the year prior uh that i that i got to uh, finish um and i was playing around a little bit with another one but i guess i'll 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 say that because on my last what are you playing i said i was playing the guardians of the galaxy game and i had just started it and i completed it uh wow i was the last game i completed of 2021 uh i think i completed it on uh on december 30th wow that's Um, cool yeah and it's 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 so good. It's just yeah. it's so so great. I loved it. I loved the story. Just like, a, like it had a, as good of a story as like as you want in like a like you know Marvel movie or something or like any of these like superhero blockbuster movies. It, it was great story, great voice acting. Some of the best voice acting I've heard in a game uh, in a little bit. Um, some really funny dialogue options. Uh, great, I, people were grading or people were saying that the combat was a little grading. That's a little too samey throughout the game um but there's like some fun like because every you control star lord and Mm -hmm. you have control over uh the other members of the guardians um by like what their specific move sets are like you don't necessarily like actually get to control them but you can like command them to do a certain type of attack um and so you once you get everybody powered up you're fuck you're going nuts like you can just really fuck people up in this thing uh and it's it's really really fun and super funny and i don't know i just had a great time with it it's a game that um i don't know if i'll ever play it again i i just i loved my one shot sure. through with it but it it's it is a game that i think lends itself to um at least like a new game plus because um I don't know how different the game could be necessarily, but there are dialogue options that then, you know, point you in a different direction or get you a certain different type of conversation instead. And I think that's uh, that's super fun in terms of replayability. But that's, Apodaca, that's one of the games I finished. What uh, what title would you most liken it to? That's interesting. Because, um, like, I said, I, I think I said that there's, like, parts of it that reminded me of, like, The Last of Us, but, like, that's not 100% true. And this isn't 100% true either, but, like, I I equated some of it to God of War for PS4. Like, not as mm. good as that. Like, I'll, I'll say that. Um, but I think the game has a good sense of scale. Like, it when it wants you to think that there's no way out of a situation, like, because there's, like, a fucking big monster, they really let you know that this thing's fucking huge. And or like this is a really impossible task you're about to go up against, um, and so it makes you really feel those stakes. But right. it's it's sort of like it's not like Spider Man, it's not like the Avengers game, uh, it's it's not really like the Batman games either. It's sort of its own thing. It's almost like because it's it's shooting also, which is like not something that you do really in superhero games. Superhero games don't really have guns. Um, so it is like, it's, 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 it's sort of its own thing. I could see it being like the type of game that, uh, like other companies try to like, okay, what IP can we do a similar game with? Uh, mm. 
because I I I I don't know. I quite enjoyed it, but it has like a it had a it has a big story. Like it just has a really big story. Uh, so that's why I was like, it's kind of like God of War because it has like um really just interesting cinematics that just cut straight into the game. Like it's not like there's no separation either. Everyone seems to like this thing. Mm-hmm. I you know I'm I I I should give it a go. I I think I think when there's a price drop on the physical release and 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 I maybe have some time in a few months. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'm gonna give this thing because I, I I bet it'll I bet it'll be up my alley. Uh, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk now. I finished uh, three <laughs> games. I played some of a fourth. Uh, the first game I'll talk about is one I mentioned on the podcast a couple of times, and I won't go too deep on it because here's a little tease. We're gonna do an episode on it mm-hmm. in February. Uh, but Disco Elysium, uh, I finished my first playthrough of it. Um, and uh, towards the end of uh, end of 2021, uh, just a masterpiece, utterly unique. I I, I want to focus in on Kim Kitsuragi, who is the NPC companion who is with you th- for the game. Matt put his hand over his heart. I I, <laughs> I love Kim. He's so awesome. He's a guy like it. It's just like I would die for Kim. He Me is too. he is such a great companion. But also just like just from a writing standpoint and from a voice acting standpoint, just a masterful straight man uh, uh, in the in the comedic sense Mm -hmm. uh, or in the dramatic sense um, performance of just like you can be so chaotic about as the player character. You're a detective and you can like pick up an orange peel and say we need to interrogate this orange peel because I think it's got a clue uh, to the to the sexy uh, 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 the, the sexy solution to this crime. Like you get that's not a that's not a real example of the game, but it's that type of thing that you can do. You can you can be just just completely anarchic in how you uh, it, and 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 uh, and act like a lunatic. And Kim's responses are always along the lines of. I don't think that would be a productive use of our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if it helps your process, we can do it. You know, it's it's just like such like everything is is like understated and also just so so direct from like this is how a by the book cop would handle this situation. He would be like it, it this probably won't be a lead. This probably won't have anything to do with our case, but we can do it. Why not investigate? Like it's it's, it's just such a great Great amount of characterization that I'm doing a poor job of articulating, but man, what a fucking awesome character. What a cool, cool way to uh, add some realism to this utterly depraved world that you inhabit. I, I fucking love this game. It was awesome. Glad I finally played it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited I, to pick it back up for our episode that has now been teased that that's right. uh, we'll be recording in February. Matt just uh, just swung his webcam around to show that he has Disco Elysium open currently. Yeah, I was. You're playing... multitasking. No, I'm not playing it right now, but <laughs> I um I had it I had it up before we were recording, and I stopped at a at a pivotal point. I hadn't said that I'm playing it uh, on the show, but I am playing it, and I guess that's why we're all playing it. So we're gonna be doing an episode on it, um, and it's yeah. I'm not done with it, so I don't have a lot to say, to say about it yet. But it's—I know that I love Kim with my whole heart. I know that here, much. Here, here's my main takeaway for me, just like as a guy who plays video games, is mm-hmm. that I should stop waiting for the perfect time to play a game I want to play. Because mm-hmm. that's what ha- what what that's why I didn't play Disco Elysium for so long. It's like ah, I just got to make sure I have some time set aside. 
And I didn't really have time set aside when I started playing it. I had to kind of play it in bits and pieces. I got busy here and there. It took me longer than I would have liked. Uh, but I was still like, I, I just fucking finally just was like, you know what? I want to play this. I'm just going to play it. There's new releases that I'd re- that I'm that are perhaps more uh, intriguing to me right now. But I play this thing, and I fucking zero regrets. I'm so so glad I finally did it. It's it's a fucking it's just it's just a fucking masterpiece. I don't want to say I told you so, but when I started playing this game, I was like, guys, 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 you got to yeah. play Disco Elysium. It's so yeah. good. And you yeah. just you just slept on it. And yeah. your lack of interest made me be like, you know what? Maybe I'm dumb. Maybe I don't like this game. I, maybe I, I wasn't uninterested. Well, maybe if you remember, Nick, did. we did go. You should play Disco Elysium right back to That's Heather true. when yeah. she told us to do that. I wonder we both if lit up cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if my save because I was also I was emulating a Windows environment inside my Mac in order mm-hmm. to play it when it first came out. Uh, I wonder if those saves are accessible on the Mac version of the game, or if I'm gonna have to. Hmm. Like, I wonder if there's any way for me to pick up where I left off from and have to start all over again, which is fine because you know I'm really excited to play. Just like a hateful fascist this time. Just like a really <laughs> bad person. <laughs> well, because you have a gaming PC now, too. So I wonder if that would transfer, if it would transfer over your progress hmm. from version to version. I would assume so because right? it's Steam, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I should have know. cloud saves. Wow. That would be pretty exciting, guys. Pretty yeah. exciting indeed. You'll find out when we do I the will. episode. I will. What other had to I do? I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna boot it up. I'll be like, I have no fucking idea where I am, <laughs> who I'm talking to, which sort is like, very in line of yeah. the game. Yeah, it's exactly. true. Yeah. Um, I guess over the break. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to do two chapters on this, which is over the break. I played zero video games. Wow. I went. Uh, I went to a cabin in super northern Washington. Mm. Uh, with my uh, then girlfriend Mary Laws, now fiance Mary Laws. Boom. Wow! Dun, yep. Dun 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 dun. dun Update the dun, wiki. Dun. <laughs> Our relationship's evolving. <laughs> 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 um. So, uh, yeah. It, the I I I did notice, or somebody tweeted to me or texted i don't remember that on wikipedia we were already married uh and it had to be downscaled (laughs) (laughs) that's really and the source also the source for our marriage was an episode of this podcast so i Mm. guess maybe i joked that she was my wife i don't remember and somebody was like well that's that's serious yeah (laughs) um but we went up to a cabin in the middle of nowhere and I did bring my switch, but I never turned it on. Um, and then we got stuck in that terrific snowstorm that was on the news. There was like three feet of snow. We had to shovel every single day. Then the power went out. Then the then the the uh, landline went out, which was how we were getting internet up there in the middle of nowhere. And then the hot water went out. So it was a real survival. It was an excite, exciting Man. time. Um, and then, uh, I drove all the way back to California, but once I arrived, I was able to, this is chapter two, uh, play with my analog pocket (laughs) and it is perfect guys. It is so fucking perfect. I know Matt that you have ordered one. I, 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 I can't, I'm it's. 
it makes the games the way that you remember the games, which is always slightly disappointing when you put them into an old Game Boy Advance. Mm -hmm. Mm. Like you remember them as bright and, and, and easy to look at. And when we played, for example, Boktai, it was a, it was a little bit of a nightmare. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, it's kind of hard to see. Um, It's a gorgeous system. Um, I've also played around with making music on it because you have access to the sound chip and like some kind of minor program to make music. And also, uh, as Apodaca has gotten more and more excited about the future with Analog Pocket, he's also come to realize, like me, that there are tons of new Game Boy games. Yes. Tons. And the Game Boy game that I am currently playing is called, I think it's called Dedeus. Dedeus? Mm-hmm. Dedeus. It's D-E-A-D-E-U-S. Like Amadeus, but Dedeus. <laughs> you have a physical cart of this. Yeah, I have a physical cart of this game, which I ordered whenever it was limited run. So it also has, it's a it's a, a spooky game. And uh, I'm not that far into it, but so far the soundtrack is really killer. And I just want to play the first, I think it's the first song you hear when you are exploring the world, which I don't even know if it's the the overworld theme, but it's your first town theme. And it happens after the main character and everybody else in town has the exact same nightmare. nice to hear the old sound chips again. Yeah, this is great. I think there's also ways to play it in a browser with a much higher res score, but Mm. why would you do that? Yeah. Like, put it in an old Game Boy, or put it in your analog pocket if you were lucky enough to get one on the first wave. Um, I've also... If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, know that I have figured out how to output my Game Boy camera into my computer using the analog dock and then use it as a zoom camera. And so this picture that you're seeing, if you go to our Twitter, you can see that I'm doing it at and that's there it is. And it's. I mean, I didn't, te- I'm not technically doing it right now. I'm do- I did it right before we you recorded right and the guys now. went, wow, no, that's Heather, crazy. You're doing it right now. No, I'm not doing now. it right now. We're, I'm not, doing we're, we're just oh talking like God, normal people to each it. other. Wow. It's like the, it's the Game Boy camera with Heather on it. You're a fucking assholes. You are, you are. <laughs> Listener, you got, you just got to see this to believe it. Oh my God. Ugh. Let me spark up another parliament. Um. <laughs> a few games on game pass we love this game pass don't we folks yeah we love it uh one of these games was halo infinite which i did not finish i'll say this it's it's just it's such a well-done version of this game this type of game this type of genre that does not appeal to me in the same way that word puzzles do not appeal to heather ann campbell Mm -hmm. 
for me, I think of it as Spider-Man No Way Home, which I saw theatrically and was like, I can appreciate this for what this is, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just not a thing that's really clicks with me. Um, and uh, but this is like a really well done version of it. And this is the same thing. Like this is this game is is pristine. It's it's really really the, the I'm playing the campaign or was playing the campaign. I played it for about six hours, and there was like okay, I feel like I get it. Uh, but it's just like this is this is a really well done version of this. But the thing the element they had that that's in this that is just an absolute home run is the grapple shot. Yes, uh, Matt, you messed around with this game a little bit. The grapple shot that you can you can use to <laughs> swing around with in the first person um, and you can use to basically climb anything, which is also awesome. It's just, especially in the kind of open worldy section of the campaign mode, the grapple shot is so fucking satisfying and it's just like, geez, man, this is, this is great. This is just such a, such a, I, I don't know if it's been another first person shooters, if they've had mechanics similar to this, but in this particular game, it's just such a great, uh, an evolutionary step. It's really, really good. Um, I have also not finished the Halo Infinite campaign. I've been playing more of the multiplayer because, like, that's they released that first, and right. that sort of gave me my my fix, my Halo fix. Mm-hmm. And you got your mojo back, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby, I got my mojo back. Throw me a freaking bone One here. He got his mojo dollars. I love Mojo. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> Donkey, he got his Mojo back. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, you got to give it up. I don't have to. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was, yeah, I've not finished the campaign. I've been messing around with the um, the multiplayer and something, I didn't tell you guys this. This is not something I've revealed to you in text. I'm telling you this for the first time. My girlfriend for Christmas, she got me a, a gaming headset. Wow. So I have a I have a headset for I mean it's for everything. Like it works for mm-hmm. um uh PS5, Xbox, uh and you know computer. It has a little microphone, but I've been using it on Xbox and I haven't played with any of my friends. So I haven't really talked to anybody, but I've had the microphone on and so far strangers have only really heard me go oop or like ah <laughs> 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 uh. They're like, okay, you got me. That's pretty good. Uh, but nothing, like, I haven't uh, had a, any conversations with anybody. Um, but it's a very a very exciting times to to have that. Uh, hopefully, I get to play yeah. with some friends soon and talk my shit. Um, but uh, it's it's very, very exciting. And it's a comfy headset. It's very, it's very nice. I use it for um, even just uh, games where you don't have to talk. Right. With anybody. Were, we, were we recording the podcast when I was still playing Factions? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I'd already stopped. Yeah. My experience with a headset uh, is that I, I, I really, wearing one and having a conversation with a stranger is a complete nightmare. But if mm-hmm. I treat the entire game as a performance, then it's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. Yes. And in uh, Factions, there was a mode called Interrogation. Uh, where in order to figure out where the opposing enemy's safe was, you had to knock them out 
and then grab them, shake them a bunch, like basically torture them on screen. And then you would unlock one of the clues to where their safe was. And then you could go unlock the safe and win the game. But I would wear a headset uh, and I would shout at the <laughs> opposing team, tell me what you know, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> People on my team did not appreciate that. They yeah. they were very angry at me. They're like, you don't... They, and also, I guess... My voice, if I'm playing, if I'm, if I'm playing a character, I can be mistaken for, a, 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 I can be misgendered uh, mm-hmm. online and I would get a lot of bro, bro, you don't need to ask them. You don't need to do that. <laughs> Your Santa character, like <laughs> interrogating people. <laughs> That's so like, yeah, I mean, I'm having truly the exact opposite experience where people are just hearing me go like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> or like laughing that I got killed in such a way. Or when yeah. I get the I love it when I get the gravity hammer or whatever that hammer is, because um, it's just so funny, especially to like kill somebody with it because they just like go flying. It's so funny to me. So it's just a lot of like gig- they probably think I'm 11. <laughs> I think some of our laughing? listeners think that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I think you guys do. <laughs> uh, also on Game Pass, I played. I played through a couple of uh, of of briefer narrative driven games. Uh, one that I liked and one that I loved. Uh, the one that I liked was Firewatch. Uh, this is a game I've, I've been meaning to get around to. Uh, it's on again on Game Pass. I realized as I was playing this on Game Pass that I already fucking bought it on a Steam on Steam sale. But that's just how like into Game Pass I've gotten now. Yeah. It's just like something's on. I was like, oh, I'll check this out. I've been meaning to play that. Uh, gorgeous environments, uh, great voice acting, particularly from the two leads. Um, the it, it's it's you know it's maybe a little slight, uh, but it, it it has a thing that I really like, which is a physical map and compass that you're using that you actually like bring into the 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 field of view. It's it's first person and and that's what you're using. It's not like a like you know like a like a mini map or oh, something cool. that's in the UI. Uh, uh, and I I like navigating with that. And it's just a cool little sort of national park to walk around in. The premises that you're like. A guy who goes to Wyoming um, to a remote area to watch for forest fires uh, during the height of fire season because you're trying to escape your uh, your tortured past. Um, and it's uh, it's 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 uh, I don't know. I, I, li- I liked it. I, I, I dilly dallied. You know, I, I take my time with these games and it's and I still finished it in four hours and 55 minutes. So, you know, if you're looking for a low investment um uh aesthetically pleasing narratively satisfying game check it out uh the one i loved was called the forgotten city and this came out last year and it's kind of the opposite of 12 minutes in that wait was that what it was called 12 minutes what the, how many minutes were in that fucking yeah, piece of shit 12 12 minutes <laughs> too yeah, many 12 minutes, minutes. <laughs> too many minutes uh 12 minutes which was another time loop game that was released that last year with a lot of hype uh, the Forgotten City was released last year, began life as a Skyrim mod many years ago, and uh, and uh, also a time loop game uh, that didn't have as much hype behind it, but is just such a better game. It's so fucking good. It's got such a great, like, you know, it's it's just got such, such great narrative inventions in terms of how it uses time loop. Uh, after I get the first ending, I was like, oh, that was really, that was a cool little game. And then I was like, I'll keep playing it and get the other endings. By the time I got the fourth ending, the canon ending, I was like, this is fucking incredible. Like, I love this so much. Man. Uh, it's set in ancient Rome. It's basically the premise is that it's a city that 
where the gods have enforced where the gods have imposed and enforced a, a collective punishment. So if one person sins, everyone gets turned to gold statues and uh and you know it it, it, it that that's kind of this the the premise for it. Uh you're a contemporary person trapped in this in a time loop in this period of time. One thing that it does that when we when we're playing 12 minutes, it gets so it got so tedious to have to go through all the steps of like, you know, fucking drugging your wife and then like hiding in the closet mm-hmm. and then you know like you have to do all this fucking shit and picking the right dialogue options you have to do this at the start of every single uh loop in order to get to the next step this one has a little bit of a shortcut built in that i can say without being to without really being a spoiler there's a character named galerius who is the first person you encounter when you end up in this environment and he is a good-hearted man who just trusts you intuitively. So what can what happens is at the start of this loop, as you start to like pile up all these different tasks that need to be take place in order for you to progress, you'll talk to Galerius and you can say like, Galerius, there's no time to explain, but go do this, 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 and this. And he'll just be like, okay. And he'll go <laughs> do it for you. But it, yeah. it, 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 it like, it, there's just enough narrative thread for that to make sense. And then also it just makes your experience as a player just like so much more... Uh, streamlined and able to focus on advancing the plot. It's it's just such a fucking great little innovation in this in this this micro genre. Uh, anyway, the the game is the game is so so cool. Like, the combat and, and and small amount of platforming that it's in is maybe completely unnecessary, but uh, it's it, you can kind of ignore it anyway. Um, uh, it just as a piece of writing, it's so fucking good, uh, and uh, I, I, I'd highly recommend it, especially while it's on Game Pass. And how many hours did you say that it it, it was? I spent a little bit more time on this one. I can look it up. I think I probably spent about six hours in this game. It's not super long. I want to, I, yeah, I mean, the thing, that's the great thing about Game Pass, us not shilling for it, like every other word being like, Game Pass is great. <laughs> um, but like, I at any given point on my Xbox, I have like eight games or something that I just like will download with the intent of playing and then swapping it out for something new that catches my eye. Uh, right. But I do I do really want to play the Forgotten City. That sounds because the thing about 12 minutes on paper, I want to like that game. I, I, I like the idea of a time loop sort of adventure game like that. But give me a give me a not weird version of it. Uh, yeah, this is this one. Actually, I looked it up. I, I, I've spent 12 hours on it to get all four endings. Wow. I think it was wow. about six hours to get the first ending. Um, but yeah, I also like really thoroughly explored a lot of this game because there's so much, you know, so so much optional dialogue you can do. Man. Um, Guys, over the break, yeah. I had one other gaming experience that I'd like to share. Ooh, please. Yeah. Which is that uh, on my drive back from Washington, I stopped at uh, Hawthorne Game Exchange in Portland. And uh, it's a retro game store where, of course, everything's the prices on like certain cartridges are still like two or three hundred dollars. And it's very strange. I've, I've seen that online, but I haven't seen it in person before. Mm-hmm. So to see a two hundred and twenty five dollar sticker on a pocket po- uh, Pokemon Red uh, is is like mind blowing. It's God. really wild to see in person. But the games that haven't been driven through the roof by the sort of scalping i don't even know what like what do you describe that cultural phenomenon when games are suddenly getting so expensive commodities pricing uh yeah what do you call what do you what would there's got to be like a specific word for it right because it's this weird sort of like market fluctuation that is yeah uh supply chain it's supply chain (laughs) that's not 
uh, some guy woke up from a coma and heard one word. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, uh, I grabbed a, a copy of uh, Teleroboxer for the Virtual Boy uh, for hopefully an upcoming Virtual Boy episode that we do wow. when we can finally see each other in person. And I can be like, here, play my Virtual Boy and yeah. try all these different cartridges. Uh, and the other game I got was Sonic 2 for the Game Gear because... Uh, when I was able to order uh, for the second round of orders for, I didn't think that I would want the um, cartridge adapters for the mm -hmm. analog pocket, so I didn't get any. Uh, and now I'm like, oh man, I want to play everything on this thing. So I'm starting to slowly trickle in more Game Gear games into my collection. And I got Sonic 2 for the Game Gear for five bucks. Wow. Um, hey, there you go. Because some some games that aren't crazy are the prices that you would expect games that nobody cares about to be. Right? Right. Like, who is actually playing Final Fantasy VI on Game Boy Advance? Why does it need to be $150? Yeah. Yeah, that's so weird. Because, uh, like... God, I fucking had it, too. No, I got it right here. I'm I holding it up in front of the camera. <laughs> Jesus wow. Christ. But... Like, Every rare game I gave to GameStop for store credit at some point. <laughs> Such a fucking idiot. Even Donkey Kong Country? Uh, did I? What did I do with Donkey Kong Country? I, yeah, I think I think honestly, shit. I think if I didn't take my all, my Super Nintendo and everything to GameStop for trade in at some point, it's in a storage bin at my parents in my parents' uh, garage. Wouldn't that be a lucky treasure hunt? It would be if you if you went to your parents' garage and you saw this Pokemon Ruby edition, which I'm yeah. holding wow. up to the camera. Uh, I don't know why I have both this one and the blue one for Sapphire. Game Boy Advance. Yeah, Sapphire, but I do, and that's five hundred dollars worth of fucking video games right there. That's ridiculous. Jesus. Yeah, that's insane. I have Ruby. Should I sell it? <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> you sell it now. It's gonna be like. Ten thousand dollars in two years. Okay, I'll keep that. <laughs> uh, I, I have all those. Uh, the like the Game Boy ones probably just need new batteries in them, honestly. But everything else on it is like, I mean, it, it's from that time. Uh, you should right. price check those Apodaca because the Pokemon ones are the ones that I think are the most expensive because they have the most nostalgia, like yeah. sunk into them. So like. All of the Pokemon games are like no less than 200 bucks. It's so crazy to me that like with certain games, I get it. But like with those, I'm sort of just like, why? Only because you can emulate anything from that era and have like kind of the same experience really I mean, without like trading. Obviously, you can't really do. Uh, so maybe that's what it is, but I, it's just such a weird thing because, like, there are some games and, like, yeah, you probably couldn't play that in the same way that, like, you you did back in the day. But, like, when I get my pocket, I have an EverDrive coming. And so yeah. like, mm -hmm. I, I bought the ROMs. I, brought, I bought the ROM for uh, the, the game that you were talking about earlier, uh, the Deus. Uh, yeah. I, I bought the ROM for that um, and a couple of other, like, uh, like indie sort of like developed like new Game Boy games, but I'm going to load like a Pokemon Red on there and like, yeah, because I have it. Hmm. And I'm just like, I'm going to play that again. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel like if you if you if you have an EverDrive and I have an EverDrive and we're both playing Pokemon and we have a link cable, I don't know why you wouldn't be able to trade Pokemon. I guess that would work. It, 
Yeah. It's it is it's it remains baffling. I know we talk we've talked about it in the past and it's like how can this be worth this much money? Why isn't a virtual boy which is arguably the rarest Nintendo system ever produced mm-hmm. in the United States. Like I'm sure that the Famicom disc system or the N64 disc drive, like those oh, are yeah. harder yeah. to come by. But like in terms of United States releases, I can't imagine that anything is rarer than a Virtual Boy, but nobody's fucking knocking down the door and being like, I'll give you five grand for a Virtual Boy. Yeah. Like it's it's a really weird, it's weird which games have been selected to be valuable. Yeah. It's that supply chain. <laughs> no, it's not, Nick. <laughs> it's one of those things, not unlike like crypto and things like that, that I'm just like, uh-huh. I'm never going to understand what this is. And by the time I figure it out, it'll be too late. And I, it's like, I can't, I'm never going to be uh, <laughs> a dot-com millionaire. Uh, right. It's just never going to happen. Uh, I, I played and finished. Also, I picked up from where I left off. I was still in act one. Uh, when I uh, originally stopped months ago, but I picked it back up and finished it. My first game of 2022, Ghost of Tsushima. Mm. Wow. And wow. I, I did the upgrade path. I had it on PS4, um, and I got the... Yeah, I upgraded to the PS5 version, and uh, that game is gorgeous. Yeah, it is. It's that really game pretty. is... Uh, Very pretty. Unbelievable to look at. Um. I know that uh Weiger, you finished it, right? Yes. And Heather, you you gave up on it because the combat was too easy. Just no, it I put it all the way up to super strong. It got boring. Yeah. I I was thinking about your experience with it while I was playing it. And I think the reason I got back into it was I wanted a game that was just like combat. Like that, and it was, didn't have to be mm. like super advanced or super like challenging. I was like, I just want to go into a, like Mongol territory and fuck everybody up, yeah, and get out of there. Um, and that's all I would do. And like, then I would, you know, obviously I followed more of the main story and I finished the story. But now I want to get in there and I want to liberate the entire island. I want to get in there and like do the whole thing, yeah, because uh, mm. it just seems like it would be so fun to just pick it up like every now and then and be like, okay, who, which camp has, haven't I done yet? Oh, I'll just go over here and then slash away and then be done with it. I think it's a game that I could 100%. I don't know if I'm going um, to, I, but it, I, I could. I, I did. I, I platinumed oh, wow. the vanilla release anyway on PS4. I haven't played the director's cut yet. Um, and uh, it's... Yeah, I mean, I I honestly didn't really get tired of it. I was just like, it's it was it's as a pure power fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not as skilled at games as as Heather Ann Campbell. Few people are, uh, but I but like as a pure power fantasy, uh, even though it was not super challenging ever, I like I just I thought it was so fun to just go into it, just raid a camp and fucking absolutely annihilate everybody. And you yeah. you have so many different abilities once you reach sort of the fluency in combat where you're able to like you know. Uh, throw a smoke bomb and then, you know, a chain and then switch your stance to to battle this guy with a pole arm. And then, you know, like uh, like 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 when you're able to do all these things uh, in, in, in the midst of combat and just take out a bunch of different people. It's just so, so satisfying. God, when you can activate um, ghost mode mm-hmm. and then start slashing away like one hit killing people. Oh, yeah. And then so fun. people nearby 
get fucking freaked out and fall to the ground and are like crawling away from you and then you can yeah. like get your sword above them and just like just gut them like in the belly with it and then keep walking rocks so so good it, the best I, I i i had a great time with it um i loved um the couple of times where you get to make haikus cuz i was like oh you get to you get you really get to pick loved it uh, yeah, you're, you're it's think- total. You're you're it's total nonsense. You're assembling, but yes. it's still like it's just still fun. You and look at it. You look at the top of a tree, and that uh, inspires a verse. You you had a funny text about it. How it's the like only major piece of media that explores the complexities of the relationship between a uncle and nephew. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> more like, yeah, uncle nephew works of art. You never you don't see it. You don't. <laughs> But a, a fantastic game and a game that I will um, definitely be dipping my toes back into every now and then. You know, once a month or so, we like to field some of your queries. It's time for the question block. All right. How about we let's I got a couple of voicemails here. Why don't we get why don't we play a voicemail? Yeah, let's do it. I love it. Here we go. Hello, get played. Uh, this is Ace calling you guys from San Diego, California. And I've been wanting to ask you, what is your most favorite or most memorable boss fight in video games? Uh, it could be a final boss, or it could be a mid-level boss. It could be your favorite because of the emotional impact it had on the story or maybe on yourself. Or it could be the mechanics that the fight introduced. Yeah, what is what is your most favorite and memorable boss fight? Uh, for me personally, Matt's going to love this one. It's Kingdom Hearts 2, the final boss uh, was Zemnis. And where you had to tap the triangle and X button about 50,000 times to dodge his lasers. Um, it was memorable to me because I beat that fight with my friends. And after about 10 tries, one of us was finally able to kill him. And uh, we watched the final cutscene and cried together. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much for the podcast that you do. Wow. I work night shifts here in SB, and your podcast gets me through the night for sure. So, Heather, Matt, Nick, Thank you, guys, and take care. Wow. Thanks, Ace. Yeah, man, thanks. Ace, nice that was call. so nice. Thank you so much, man. And you're right. I did like that answer. Very good answer. Wow, you're going to like my answer then, Matt. Hmm, we'll see. With Fuck, fuck you. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. It was easy. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> my answer is also Kingdom Hearts 2, but it's the Sephiroth fight. Mm. which was there were two things that popped into my head at the end of this question. And one of them was what's like the, the most challenging fight I can remember. Uh, And uh, I've got Sephiroth in kingdom hearts Two, the queen Valkyrie when I shouldn't have been fighting the queen Valkyrie in God of war. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't think I've ever fought anything as many times as I fought that fucking anyway. Um, but I feel like the Sephiroth fight in Kingdom Hearts 2 was the first time I was like, oh, the harder something is, the more fun it is for me. Right. And also that fucking music, man, like Sephiroth's theme is one of the all time greatest boss themes ever Mm -hmm. written for any fucking video game. And when any game that you play, when that asshole shows up and that music starts thundering in like the Final Fantasy remake. Uh, which spoiler alert you fight Sephiroth in, but like at this point, I'm assuming you've played that. It came out like two years ago, right? Like, yeah. When when he the, the what is it? Trumpets, tubas, 
sounds like the March of the Planets. Yeah, the brass brass, section. The brass section kicks in. (laughs) So, So that's my first answer. My second answer, and I cannot describe why, is the final boss in Mother 3, which is the best boss fight I've ever played. Wow. And that is my answer for you, Ace. Wow. And for you, Matt Apodaca. I thought hey. that was pretty. I thought you liked that one. You know what? You're right. I did like it. Yes, I got him. <laughs> um, it's it's a uh, you know uh, uh, omitting the Metal Gear Solid franchise because my mind goes to that and and trying to think of something else. I I, I also am thinking of Final Fantasies, uh, but also like I kind of have a a a a pretty specific memory of. For whatever reason, I get really sucked into the campaign mode of Diddy Kong Racing. And the final <laughs> boss of Diddy Kong Racing, like the final, like it's a 1v1 race. I can't even remember the name of the fucking guy now. I, I, I got to look it up. But the, the final boss of Diddy Kong Racing, I remember that being like an oddly challenging thing that took me a few goes. And it being very, very satisfying when I figured out how to like kind of drag behind him and burst at just the right moment uh, in order to get tipped up across the finish line and fucking, uh, uh, you know, see the ending of that game. Um, That was one where I just remember that being a very, very satisfying feeling. But another one that I think of is, uh, uh, you know, uh, boy, I won't say the Final Fantasy X one because I think it's just enough of a spoiler where if someone still hasn't played that, I I, I don't want to say that. But there there is a Final Fantasy X boss fight towards the end that I felt that I was like it was really stuck with me. Uh, But also the boss fight in Eco, which is, you know, same developer Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, But the final boss fight there in a game with such minimal combat um, and the way that's played out and also just like kind of the uh, the narrative kind of payoff that you get from that in terms of like kind of at, at like like giving a little bit of clarity to the the mystery that you've been uh, ensconced in the entire time uh i that that was that's a really cool not not the most like challenging or complex fight but just like a really satisfying like climax to the game and then the ending you get afterwards i i, I really liked so those are two that come to mind i'm, I'm sure there are other boss fights. oh fuck mike tyson Honestly, Mike Tyson. You know, yeah. I think with Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out, I couldn't beat him as a kid. And you know what I did in high school? I was like, I'm going to beat Mike Tyson. And I just took a Saturday as a teenager. And I, I hooked up my my NES uh, and I, I booted up Mike Tyson. And I, I used the code to skip straight to Mike Tyson. And I just kept fighting him over and over again until I got all his patterns down. And eventually, you know what? I could knock his ass out in the second round. Wow. I got so good at beating Mike Tyson that like Mike Tyson was a fucking cakewalk. And so that was really, really satisfying when I when I just sort of like faced my foe. And also just like there's something about like giving a little like a helping hand to the younger version of yourself of yes. like when I was a boy, I could not do this. But now I'm a man and I can conquer Mike Tyson <laughs> um, in this arena. Yeah, that that was a very satisfying. You're one. your own uh, Ninja Turtle meme where it's <laughs> <laughs> The baby turtles and um, Splinter. Yes. Um, I. God, there's so many. There are a lot of like Kingdom Hearts boss fights that are great. Like the 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 one at the very end of the first game, just because it has so many different stages, is like bonkers. Where then Ansem like becomes like a giant ship that you have to and you have to like fight mm-hmm. the ship. Uh, that's like a really crazy one, but um. 
one that I was thinking about from when I was a kid that was really satisfying was um, in, in oddly enough, the um, Spider-Man PS1 game. Um, at the very end, I don't remember narratively exactly what's going on, but at some point, um, the villains Carnage and Dr. Octopus merge to become Monster Oct. Uh, and it's, it's, he's really scary. I will say Sounds that. Scary. So when I was a kid, I was like, this is actually really fucked up and I don't like this. <laughs> I might not finish this because he's sca- this is scaring me. Um, but there's like some combat in that, but then the rest of the fight is um, like an escape level. So like he's chasing after you. You have to sort of navigate this like sort of like maze while this building is exploding to get out of it in time uh, before he can catch up to you and kill you. And that part of it, like, I, we had enough problems, my brother and I, on the combat part of it. But once we started getting mm-hmm. the combat down, we can get through that part really easily. The escape part, I, I swear to God, took me months, like, to just, like, get out of that part to the point where we were like, okay, well, we're not going to get through this part of the game. Should we just start the right. game over and, like, you know play through it again and just, you know, get to this part again? And so we would do that a lot. Like, I, I did that several times before actually beating it. And then finally had it just like, you know what? No, we're going to get through this. We're just going to do this. And it took us so long that when we did it, we were both, like, screaming like like we had killed somebody. Like oh, we were, man. Like, wow. It was, it, was, it was so great. It was such a great feeling. Um, and I, I mean, I haven't even, I've not looked back on that game in so long because now it looks like shit um but i sure i really that was one of my favorite games on the the playstation one was that was that that very first spider-man game and the second one's good too but that first one is fucking fantastic uh the 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 antagonist of diddy kong racing is whiz pig (laughs) whiz pig which i'd like to be my new nickname i was gonna say a prescient uh (laughs) video game uh character for you yeah That's me. I'm Wizpig. Uh, all right, let's get another question. <laughs> okay. Um, this one's from our email. And it's from Jaron Hartman, and they write, Hello, Nick, Heather, and Matt. My question is, growing up, what was your gaming rental experience? Did you rent a lot of games? Did you rent games before you bought them? Did you rent games more than once? During school vacations, I would always rent Nintendo games and later PlayStation games. Some of the games I would rent often on Nintendo were California Games, Arch Rivals, Contra, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, and Devil Dragon. Thanks for the great content. Thanks, Jaren. The, uh, thanks, for, thanks for the email. The one I remember renting is Blast Core uh, for N64, and the, the cart that I had had everything unlocked, which was kind of awesome. Like someone had just played it, had just like, you know, or just all the kids who had rented it. Uh, kids. There's, I'm sure there were some some adults who'd rented it. Uh, everyone who'd played through the game had played, had like had kind of like cumulatively like 100% of it. So just like everything was unlocked, uh, which I remember being cool, but also kind of frustrating because there wasn't an easy way to like, I, I don't think there was an easy way to, to reset your progress uh, and just sort of progress through single player mode. But I remember that being like a, like an interesting rental experience. I also had a friend, uh, my friend Ryan uh, in, uh, in in uh, middle school had rented Final Fantasy three, uh, not realizing that his save was going to be married or like, you know, whatever. This is this is back in the day when your save is married to a cart. Mm-hmm. And so like like not really knowing what the game was going to be getting completely sucked in, renting it for a weekend. And he had to keep re-renting the same cart so he didn't lose his progress. 
uh, to the point where he ended up spending like $90 on renting Jesus. the game, more than the cost of buying it. <laughs> but he was just so invested in his, his same save uh, and determined to finish it, not knowing how long this game was, that he like he, he paid more than, than uh, he paid like about double the cost. Man, I know I rented games from Blockbuster. Um, and I know I also I also rented systems. Yes. Because because I was a Sega household, everybody else is playing Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. And so like the only way that I'd be able to be like, okay, what is this Mario? Like I <laughs> <laughs> just no other entry who's point. This like, fucking guy? Who is this? Yeah, who's this, 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 this Mario man? Uh, <laughs> would be to rent the Nintendo or Super Nintendo or whatever. I, I think that was I I I don't remember. That I don't remember that there were ever Saturn games to rent. Like I feel like there, mm. I feel like there were Genesis games for sure. Um, but I don't, and I remember renting Jurassic Park for the mm-hmm. Genesis, where you could play as either a human being or a Velociraptor. Great time. Mm-hmm. But like by the time I had a Saturn, like nobody, nobody fucking carried that. Like if you if if Blockbuster had a Saturn section, it was Clockwork Night, which was a launch title that just wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I would wait until it hit bargain bin and buy it for five bucks. Cause like that was one of the best parts about Blockbuster was that you could purchase the systems after people had like played them a million times. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I have two virtual boys, and one of them I bought at Blockbuster. Like was just like, well, this is 20 bucks. I'll pick this up. That's great. Um, Yeah, I don't. I also know I rented Virtual Boy. Um, Boy, oh boy, was that like I can remember sitting at the table playing it and then taking my eyes out and saying to my parents, I don't know why they made this. <laughs> like, like, I, I was I like trying to be like, I don't know why I don't. Why would you do this? It doesn't make any sense. Right. It's not fun. Why did they make this? And like my parents being like, it looks like all other video game systems except your heads in it. And yeah. like, oh, man. Those were, yeah, I miss renting video games. That was fun Me times. Too. I Yeah, we yeah. didn't rent games quite a bit because we were not a, like, we can just get games, like, household. I would get probably, like, a couple of games a year. Um, and that's if I was good. Um, but we would we would rent games pretty frequently, but I had a similar experience renting a game so often that we might as well, we should have bought it brand new. And it's not a game that is good or was worth doing this for, but it was out of a point of frustration, my brother and I, um, we, we would rent, I think we rented the um, Futurama PlayStation 2 game like 10 times. Wow. And it's not good. Uh, I don't even remember it being that funny, but there was something about being Bender where we were like, how bad could this be? We're being, we're Bender in, right. for some of this. That's pretty fun. Um, and getting stuck at a point where we're like, this game is not hard. But why can't we progress and like just renting it over and over again and then and then beating it and then being like mad. Like I remember like I remember being upset. They were like, that's it. Like this is all it was. We rented this so many times. Um, yeah. But then I also remember. Because God, like we were renting games. 
and like was I watching G4 at that point yet? Like I would have been like learning about games that I, I probably would have been reading Electronic Gaming Monthly also, or I was learning mm-hmm. about games that I was like interested in but never would get, like Beyond Good and Evil or something, or like um uh like even Psychonauts. Maybe that's a little late. I, I but I would buy games also from like we would we were a Hollywood video house. We were not a blockbuster house. Um mm. and we would buy. I would buy games from there quite a bit, um, and I because they would be cheap. In the copy of Snake Eater that I have, I bought from Hollywood Video for like five dollars. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that like I had a lot of fond memories like just looking at that, but also I feel like some of the memories you have at like video like or game rental places isn't necessarily always renting them. It's it's looking at them. Yeah, it's looking at them. I, I've also like w- once we got to the 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 CD ROM era, I do remember getting some PlayStation One games that were just scratched to shit. Yeah. So I was just like, oh wait, why is Crusader of No Remorse not running? Oh yeah, because this disc is fucking just obliterated. <laughs> yeah. And like, how does that happen? Like, I oh. take really good care of my stuff. None of my, I, I have a lot of physical media in this house. Yeah. Not a single scratch on any of them. Yeah. God, there was a short window of time when you could rent CD games and I had a CD image ripping like drive Mm -hmm. that would just without like being able to process anything would rip the game and then you could run a copy, a copy protection thing on it. And then you could, you would just go to the blockbuster rent a game copy it and then you would have it at home mm-hmm. Oof, those are those are fancy times <laughs> fancy times those are i good, remember those are good old days <laughs> the good old days I, I remember when i was in boy scouts we were watching uh our scout master had uh, a bunch of boys over to watch a movie and he'd rented a couple of movies. The heroin scenarios. Yeah, what's happening really, here? Yes. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to open up with you. Um, <laughs> one of the movies I remember was Suburban Commando, starring Hulk Hogan. Uh, and uh, But he had a setup. He had two VCRs. This was the VHS days. where And he would the rental VHS would go into one of the VCRs uh, to play the movie. And the other VCR would have a plank cassette to record the movie. So everything that he rented, he would have a second copy of. And I remember just thinking as as a kid in Boy Scouts, but that's a sin. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but what? It was supposed to be this paragon ass. of virtue. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking Scoutmaster. Yeah. Be a model it, citizen. And then think, yeah, if that's, if that's your leader. Right. Good grief. Yeah, that's how we get Biden in the White House. Oh. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get one more question. Okay, this one's also a voicemail. So I'm going to hit play on this one right here. Here we go. Hey, guys, this is Max from the bathroom at my job, and I'm wondering, in what video game world are you guys settling down, raising a family, and retiring in? <laughs> I'd like to say it, it's a, you know a tranquil world like uh, Animal Crossing or Pelican Town in Stardew Valley, but honestly, it, it's Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Got a fucking filthy studio apartment uh, that's uh, you know like five thousand euros a month to rent. Whatever I can't remember <laughs> whatever the currency is in that game. I think it is euros. <laughs> And uh, I can barely afford it. I have no health insurance. And I have to have a, a, a semi-automatic weapon with me when I step outside. 
<laughs> That's a great answer. It's a pretty great. It's a great world. It's fun to just like walk around in Cyberpunk yeah. 2077 as long as you aren't getting shot at. You wouldn't be bored. Everything is interesting. Wouldn't be bored. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a good answer, Nick. Woof. Um Man, that's a good answer. If it I was trying to win the question, so. <laughs> that, you did. You did. Um I mean, I love I love the environment of Death Stranding, but I certainly want to wouldn't want to retire there. Uh, just like step outside and immediately aged 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I forgot my umbrella. <laughs> um, I really like uh, the world of Final Fantasy seven, like living out in mm. the in the like in the land in final. Like if you didn't live in Midgar and you just had like right. a place out in the fields somewhere that would be great except you know then you'd look up and you'd be like oh there, there's a giant meteor headed for us uh <laughs> oops that's we're gonna we're gonna die yeah hmm yeah the problem with so many of these worlds is they're real nightmares they're real bad yeah, yeah. like i can't even say like sim city 2000 because the chances are that like i'd go outside and the street wouldn't be there or pretty high my answer is i mean no shit of course it's this any of the pokemon games any world where there are where pokemon are Mm. real yeah that's that's, great that's perfect pretty good because it's it's basically the same thing it's pretty normal otherwise but you get the added benefit of having a pokemon friend that's pretty good it's fun that's two excellent answers. Or what am I going to answer? Wherever the uh, world in uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is, <laughs> that's pretty good. A world where mm. I can do where I can do that is pretty good. Yes. Oh shit! I've got my answer, which is Star Citizen, which oh. is that like mm. unlaunched pseudo launched game where you can just yeah. like go to a million billion planets like the idea that i could get into a spaceship and go some to some other planet i think that would be pretty incredible um so i think that's my answer mostly because you took cyberpunk 2077 and <laughs> i want some future world uh but i don't want to just say well what nick said i'm just like nick I, I, I'm I'm like Nick. I like applesauce and milkshakes. I'm Nick Weiger. I do like those things. I, I those know look, you. Are, are, I'm hash browns and I like Star Fox, but only the frog. That's Nick Weiger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I guess I, I just I'm on like some kind of something where you have more options that you have now or. Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. Oh, sure. Yeah. I was thinking Just, like something like that or even like Ghost of Tsushima, like, but after. <laughs> yeah, after. Like, when when everything's when everything's died down. When they like, yeah, when everything's like just like a little chiller. And you can like still like be a samurai, but it's like not that it's not that crazy. Right. I don't know how long you'd be able to be retired in the world of like demon souls but it would be pretty funny to just be like in a castle somewhere and like give lore as like a job yeah like people come in and you're like 
Well, the ring of Orthodon has never <laughs> been used without killing someone in the process. I must go speak to the raven. And like, just like, like, that'd be great. Yeah. Yes. Be like, all, the, all uh, those I, days are behind me. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. No, I'm just going to be an exposition guy. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Star, Star Citizen uh, has reached 400 million funded. Uh, crowdsourced as of uh, two months ago, so just just staggering. Wow, Absolutely you can staggering. you can still. I mean, like, there's TikToks of people playing it, and yeah, I, I I mean, like I don't know what state the game is, but all the TikToks look like somebody has is simulating the universe. Like the mm. question of are we in a simulation is being answered in real time by whoever is making star citizen. Cause they're doing like a one-to-one scale replica of reality. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, great questions. Get played pod at gmail.com or six, one, six, two played that's six, one, six, two, seven, five, two, nine, three, three for your thoughts on games. And Hey, maybe we'll answer them on a future episode. And that's this week's get played. Follow us on social media at get played pod. Our music and engineering are by Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. And guess what? You got played! <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> Goodbye. No one plays... Do what? what? <laughs> no one plays the whiz pig. Oh, God. Okay, he got his new catchphrase, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>